is Black Love. Open forum discussion on everything black and everything love. What is black love? Black love means believe, live, acknowledge, know, while living victorious over everything. We are your hosts, Corey and Dory. What's up, (laughs) y'all? We promote love, not the L-O-V-E love that we know, but the L-V-O-E. That's who we are. And that simply means that we believe in love of oneself as well as everyone and everything around you. And that, that, that knowing that that love, that L-V-O-E comes from knowing completely who you are. So, hey, find yourself. This is black love. Let's let's get it. I'm excited. Let's go. I mean, this is dope. We, I feel like it's been a long time coming. You know what I'm saying? We like finding, I think, the niche. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We knew we've been wanting to do this. We do this all the time. And literally, this is birthed out of our conversation. <laughs> yeah, literally our conversations. Like, and we were kind of struggling with how we wanted to structure our podcast because so many podcasts have like the set script and things like that others is just off the top and all unorganized and we just like we just want to be authentic we want to have our conversations yeah. that we have but we want to share them with you all yeah because really our dopest conversations be in a car like we like we that like we that family who like we get in the car especially like on a sunday like today and we'll just go grab a snack or something, throw the kids in the back and just go get lost somewhere, like, and just talk and look at the scenery and take stuff in. And, like, that's where most of our problem solving mm-hmm. comes into play, our dreams, our visions. Like, we just find them in those those moments of just being raw. And that's where uh, black love come from. It's, it's straight from self Love, spirit, and family. Like, that's that's really the essence of who he is. Yep. And really trying to create creatures that are going to be a, Man, <laughs> leave this world better than we came into it. Man, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? All right. So, first, we got to explain to them, since we they got a little bit of knowing who we are, like, we got to explain that we our, our podcast is a little different. So, we got something called series, right? So season one is called Wild Black. So you like, what you mean, Wild Black? So I mean, every episode is blank Wild Black. So today just happens to be trauma Wild Black. So that's our first episode of our Wild Black series. So we hope it's gonna be dope. Um, it's I'm, gonna be well, dope. You ain't got no choice. You're right. To you're be. right about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. So here's the situation, though, right? Like it's no secret of all the 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 chaos is going on in the world right now. Yeah, like it's no secret whatsoever, and um, it, it's just I don't know. I I I hate talking about it. I do. Like I really hate talking about it, but at the same time, I know we have to talk about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you know me or you follow me or whatever, like um. I post a lot of uh, things and I share a lot of things and I happen to share a post from a friend and it says that if you have a black friend and you don't understand their pain right now, you don't have a black friend. You simply know a black person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, facts, period. It is exactly like, right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So, like, I had a, you know, everybody, you know, most people like true, true that, true well, that. Well, diving into that before we even get to what we're about to get to, like, Literally, like, if you can't understand what's what your friends, not just any, like, not just any person, period. And I'm talking about whether your friend is black, white, Asian, purple, blue, pink, whatever. If you can't LGBTQ plus, like, if you can't, if you can't understand what that person, not all of them. Not with every lesbian, not with every black person, not with every transgender. But if you can't understand what your friend, yeah. when you put that the pain that they them. have, you just simply know that person. Like, yeah, that's that's facts. I was struck. I was like, my wheels were turning with that statement because we tend to want to give um, people that we know outs at times. True. And that's where the struggle was. Was like, well, what if my white friend doesn't really understand? 
what I'm going through. But no, if they're my friend, if I call you friend, you should understand my pain. Or you get the privilege to be in my circle. And this is is the whole situation why I don't let people in my circle like that. Because energy, the, the older I get, energy is important to me. And if you already know me, like, I'm already... A no nonsense, no no ignorant type of person. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I don't have patience with people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just the type of person that's like, don't come to me with that stupid mess. Right. Like, come on, come right. come come for real. And then I know, and I know the difference. Exactly. I know the difference of somebody who for real coming to me because they really trying to know something right now. Right. And then somebody who just on some old ignorant mess. And they want to pass. That's, <laughs> that's that's the shit right there that be like, mm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Oh, y'all getting comfortable, Dory? Y'all getting comfortable, Dory? She don't said that's the shit right there. She don't normally cuss when she in like little little forums really, like this. Well, let me not say y'all getting comfortable, Dory, because she be she be cautious about how she how she uh, uses her language. Well, I, but be okay, so. This is part of the trauma, but this is giving me an idea for another episode, yep, which we're gonna yep, get yep. into because it's 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 write jobbing. It down, write it down. It's <laughs> right, for real. Like jobbing or, you know, being just being in the world while black. Mm-hmm. And as a black woman, like you conscious of those things. I'm an entrepreneur, so like I'm not always just in front of the people who look like me. So I'm always like, I've been like that since I'm, it's your bread like mm-hmm. that. And so this is part of the trauma. We going to get right. into it because I'm, I'm bred to always think about like who's in front of me. So I'm conscious about code switches. Like, right. That's, <laughs> that's one thing it, we got to like... get into. But my quick piece on that is we're taught that we have to be a certain way, especially as black women. You're taught that yeah. you're too angry, too yeah. aggressive, too opinionated. So you try to taper that so down just, around all certain that's people. In the front of your head every time you, you know. Yeah, but that's another wild that's black. That's a whole other wild black. <laughs> but, so back to this trauma wild black. But I mean, yeah, I, I just don't do it with the ignorance. So let me just tell you. So I had a comment that was placed um, on that particular post, and let me let me first say this, just in case she may be listening which I hope she is. I did not immediately respond back because another thing about me, I don't don't just pop off at the gums. Mm -hmm. I need to sit with some stuff, especially something like this. Like, I don't want to just react react for one and then for two, give misleading information. Because I'm going to be one thing about me, I'm going to be 100 real, like percent real. I love my tribe. I I have a tailor in my tribe who's, when it comes to culture, like she's up on game, history, all of that things. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say that I've always been in that vein. So, That's right. You gotta call her a Taylor. You can't say Taylor, right? No. She's our own breed. She's our own breed, and I <laughs> we love, love it. You, Taylor. Oh my gosh! Shout out to Taylor um, and Katrina eh. uh, and Ashley. Eh. Hey. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but no, for real, because she she keeps you. She keeps you accountable to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like most of the times when it comes to stuff like that, I don't really say a lot of stuff vocally because I'm a person who I want to have facts and knowledge before I speak. So I say all that to say I didn't I didn't respond back yet to this comment because I was still weighing whether this was ignorance or truth. But the, the way that I know from what I know about this person in our interactions, I believe it to be just seeking truth. Mm hmm. Um, but basically this is what she said. She was like, so do you mean like, don't understand that they are going through pain or understand their pain? Exactly. I asked this for understanding because while I can understand they are going through pain, I am saddened by pain by the things that they are going through. I can never truly understand their pain as I am not in their shoes. I will never know what it really feels like to be black in America. And I ain't gonna lie, I felt some type of way about that. But I, but but I'm gonna be real about why I felt some type of way about mm-hmm. that. And this is just being completely 100% transparent. As a as black people, I believe I can kind of step out here and just be on the platform and say we tired of trying to explain that shit to y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, right. how do you not? I mean, I understand that you may not feel it the characteristic in your bone but at this point like stuff like that to me i feel like mm, i don't have no more cop outs to give to you right you know what i'm saying and, and it felt to me in, in in the beginning like initially like 
a cop out from the responsibility. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because I don't know we want to we want to say that uh well, well, I say we we as humanity want to say that um we empathize with people, but we can't be a part of the solution cuz we don't know what they're going through. And that's that's just it's it is a cop out because like I said before, if you have a friend and you that friend is like family. Like, most of our friends are closer to us than family. So, if you have a friend, and you consider them a friend, whether they be white, black, gay, lesbian, straight, whatever. If you have a friend, even if you can't fully um, identify with them as a purpose person, you know that person and you have ties to them. That's like me saying that because I'm not a... a because I'm not a little girl, that I can't, um, I can't know the pain that my daughter is going through when she skins her knee. Like that's that's ignorant. Because I know what it is to skin my knee. So when we put these things, even on the situations that we're going through, police brutality has been at the forefront for the last. Yeah. How I mean, it's been going on since slavery, but it it's been really amplified here lately. So if you're telling me, I can understand that you don't know what it's like to be pulled over and fear for your life and have your hands on the dashboard and wondering if this is just or, a traffic ticket or if you're going to be shot. I, I understand that, right? Or just the fear to go through your body in general. Like, right. having a whole moment really quick. Right. At the gas station in the sheriff. Like, we ain't, did, ain't doing nothing. We just at the gas station getting gas. Sheriff pull up at the pump next to us looking at us. For real, have fear in my heart. Like, I know everything about me is legit, but, like, to, to have for real, like, terror. Like, mm -hmm. that's crazy. Or to, or to always trying to think of how I'm acting. Am I, am I acting too calm? Am I acting suspicious? Do I, am I right. acting like I'm not acting suspicious? Trying to be, like, Right. So torture. I understand that, right? I understand not being able to understand that fear and that um, trauma and that anxiety i understand that but when you say that you can't understand pain that's a whole nother thing if yeah. somebody gets pulled over like and they're beat shot killed whatever they are well. crying out people crying out for their mothers yeah you know what it is to be a mother if you're a mother you know what it is if you are not a mother you know what it is to be a son or daughter and have fear and want your parents. Right. That is the pain that we're talking about. But you know what? For real, like when we when we first started, I had this talk. Well, I had this thought. I said talk. I'll be talking to myself in my head, y'all. That's a whole other <laughs> episode. But <laughs> it's called meditation, y'all. Anyway, uh humanity. So for me when when and I don't want to group I don't want to group a bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? But at some point, I'm like, well, no, let's call a spade a spade. Because I was getting ready to try to say I don't want to group people into saying, like, that they don't have no humanity. But what I will rephrase and say is that when it comes to the humanity of our people, mm -hmm. there is none. Right. Like, there, there, there is none. So you, you don't even see, like... To say you like you said, you to say you can't understand the pain to me is basically saying you don't see my humanity. Exactly. Like you don't see my and life. That that is the problem. Like you right? You don't. Because that not being able to understand another person's to pain even put yourself in is that what category. what has allowed for um the oppressor. I won't even give a, a, a group the oppressor to oppress the oppressed. Because they had to see us as um, less than human to be able to do those things yeah. to us. And Even once they freed us from slavery, they still didn't didn't classify us as a full person. Well, Two thirds of a person. That's <laughs> what what humanity <laughs> is in that. I don't mean to laugh. It's not funny. I'm just like, how the hell do you get to? And so, and this is why I like Dr. Joy DeGruy. I think mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I pronounced her last name, but she, she bad. 
and I don't even try to pretend to be nearly in the class, but she talks about post-traumatic slave syndrome. Mm-hmm. Man, when I tell you that, that has to be... I'm like, why are we not teaching this on the corners, like, right. everywhere? And the 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 deep part about it is, like, it's not even... It's not even mainly about our trauma, but their trauma. Because mm-hmm. for that simple fact, what happens, like what what type of traumatic uh, events and, and, and legacy and generation is going on for, for generation after generation, you pass down this mentality of being able to look at a human race and do everything that they've done to us and you not have no issues from that. Right. Like what goes on in your mind and your your bot your psyche for you to say that that was to, that was a hundred years it ago. It was a well, even to say that, but to even to put yourself back there in the the famous picture of them lynching and burning that body and that little girl there like to picnic for it to be a family affair that you bring your children to watch the mutilation of these brown bodies. What the hell go on in your head? Like what kind of psychological mess is that like we we got our trauma right but can y'all acknowledge for one second like how desensitized that y'all are as a people oh my gosh like that's crazy like and i had never thought about that until i listened to her whole her whole dissertation on that and you can find that on youtube y'all it's deep like mm-hmm. it's deep. When I saw that, it kind of changed my perspective, right. and it it made me think of the little TikTok we saw of the black boy who was like, "I'm tired of all these black pain movies. Like we know what it's like to be black in America. All we the don't movies want it. about growing <laughs> up in the hood, making it out the hood. Like we need another narrative." And it made it when I heard that, like I was able to get on that wavelength because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, y'all be pointing the finger at us, but can we can we call y'all to the carpet for a second? Right. Because that mess right there, come on, that's worth it. Like that's worth it. Right. Like for real, and it's just crazy because like, and even with all of this, it sucks in the manner of that we um. That's like we, and then even with all of that, it's almost like we can't even have our dang on trauma. Not that we want the trauma, but being able to properly grieve in the trauma. Like when you look at the Jewish culture and what went through, they went through with the Holocaust and different things like that. Most of those cultures, I feel like, had their chance to kind of recompense within their themselves and their communities. Not saying that everything they were completely given another... ended. Yeah, but you know they got a chance to kind of get some healing in that. Right. Like we have all these memorials, but, and but you know what I'm saying. At the same time, they were also offered economic freedom as well. That's true. They were offered equity. That's like true. you, you see all the like, you see it. Like Jewish people have the stigma of being wealthy. Like yeah. you don't know a Jewish person that ain't got money, and that's because of the the mourning period that they were able to go through. The um the way that the government responded to their trauma yeah. we all acknowledge the holocaust and I'm all saying, the dang that was effed up right that was effed up have we got an effed up the camps everything but we were in camps for 400 <laughs> years like come on now that's crazy like you don't see it as a camp because it wasn't a physical building that Man. was enclosed and all these people were shoved into, but we were in camps, those cabins, those slave quarters, like us being out in the I field, like know. free labor. That's I don't even <laughs> know if you can equivalent to it to a camp. Because let me be real. Let me just tell you my my perspective. We had the little mamsy pamsy. Oh, there were slaves, and mm-hmm. they picked the cotton, and they they didn't have great conditions. And you know the that's the master whipped the them and be, and you know beat them, and that's jacked up by itself. But be grown and, and start really looking at that. That's crap another. That they did. It's it's it, this trauma, this stuff. Yeah, that's another piece of the puzzle. Like. They'll acknowledge that slavery, well, halfway acknowledge that slavery existed and that they were physically brutalized, hung, and and things like that. We don't acknowledge the systematic, um, the systematic uh, manipulation, um, the 
systematic the brainwashing, the, the the systematic uh, illness that they put on our mental state. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, you went through this physical beating and it's like, get over that. But you don't acknowledge the mental issues that have stemmed from that that trauma that still linger into our society. Yeah. Not only from slavery, but the things that happened post-slavery. Yeah. Like the things that we it's have adopted ongoing. as a culture. We like, never we never had a, a break in it. Right. I re- I remember traveling to Disneyland with my grandfather. And it was so exciting. And we had like these bags of fried <laughs> chicken. Like everything was on the road. We didn't make no stops. We had the jugs in the back and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like I got to eat chicken out the bag. We ain't got to stop. No- I get to, uh, we ain't got to stop and use it. I could go on the side of the road, stuff like that. Not knowing that this is That's all trauma, trauma that has <laughs> seeped into our culture, and the real reason that we carry in bags of cold chicken and not making making as little stops as we can, Indeed. and only stopping in the daytime, is because of all the shit that happened to our people post slavery. Yeah, sundown towns, yeah. stopping somewhere to get a bite to eat and being harassed. If not taken somewhere and drugged down the street and hung. Yep. For simply being. For being for us. Being. Trying to do the same thing that they do every single day. That's trauma. Yeah. There's so much trauma that seeped into our culture. Yeah. And that we we live with today. And some some things that our kids, not saying our kids, but ki- our kids as, as a whole community will never know because we don't realize that all this stuff is stemming from the trauma yeah. that was passed down to us as a result of slavery. Yeah. And, and how and we perpetuate it. Like, I think I saw a status that was like, uh, I can't remember exactly how it said, but it was talking about like when you to tell a black person to just, well, teach that child how to properly cooperate in front of a cop or to t- and it's like do you hear what you're saying right now like so you're telling me that i don't have the right that you have to just live and be and do what you want to do but because what? i'm who i am i have to to teach my child to to basically go with the 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 oppression you know what i'm saying to right. just, just you know no, not only that cool. but what other citizen has to know the law in and out in order to be able to comfort be comfortable enough to survive a traffic stop and then that don't even matter because right there's no but just just stopping just at that point like for us to feel comfortable at a traffic stop enough to um, effectively communicate with the officer and not just shut up and obey, we have to know the law inside and out and yeah. know the law better than the police officer that is making the stop. Yeah. In order for us to build, feel comfortable enough not even that. to communicate, not not even just enter, but to communicate with the officer. Well, the fact that you feel like you have to call somebody if you got somebody in a car had them call somebody who the other person get the camera Turn the video and cut the video on cut the cut the the voice memo on so that if it go left there's something there that can help prove and or justify what what we just you know went through and yeah. it's just like this goes so deep and then and i think to just kind of like you know, I, I, it's it's so much that it's just so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you hear all these different things. And I'll be honest with you. At first, I'm like defund, um, like reform. You know, you hear all these words thrown out, and it wasn't really until I ain't gonna lie, and y'all gonna be like, for real, Dory took you all the way to to this, but Mr. Dante Wright air fresheners and here's the thing like i'm a whole black person but that one right there for whatever reason i don't even want to say for whatever reason i think everyone has their their, all of it has hit home Mm -hmm. but i think for me specifically is the trauma of seeing him as young as he was and he reminds me of he reminds me of levi Mm mm-hmm 
So like every time I see him, all in my mind, I'm like, my son about to turn 11. Mm-hmm. And he looked just like that dude. <laughs> Already talking about driving. Already talking. Well, and, and, and for air fresheners, like, dang. Like, I'm over here trying to make sure you hit the, the signal and you know the, the driving. You know what I'm saying? Like, making sure that you got all this run down. But dang, now I got to be conscious of what you have in your car to be successful and get you something that you desire. You know, he, he into cars and want all these fancy stuff. I'm like, well, shoot, do I want to get you? <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Because you don't want a too too fancy of a car. You don't want too bummy of a car. You don't right. want too great of speed. That's you don't facts want because they even pulling that. over like, white people with exotic car or people that assume themselves to be white uh, over for um, exotic cars just because it's an exotic car. So let alone a black, black person driving the driving an exotic car, like and just if the trauma of fear of just being in America, we're mm-hmm. in the midst of buying a home for the first time mm-hmm. like all of these different things about where well, let's to talk live. about that trauma let's talk about that trauma How the, the because neither of us come from a household that has um owned a home yeah That's so true. this is this is a uh result of trauma really like the anxiety that we have is because it's the unknown like don't know what to do. I'm going to to a lot of my other friends, um, specifically trying to reach out to my black friends just to to recognize the experiences that they've uh, used in this. Not only that, but making sure that I use a black uh, person to go through this financial process or the the home buying process with. Not only that, making sure my finances are in order because that was never taught to me. Financial literacy Man. has been been absent from from any of my my childhood, even schooling. Yeah. So all this anxiety that we have going into buying a home, and then knowing that you for real got banks who literally just what last year was getting sued because they were double fining black people yeah making their stuff three but this is this is the stuff that so we've going been into going the through. unknown yeah <laughs> well and just even with the recent events of the little boy literally just walking through his, his neighborhood his own neighborhood his parents pay taxes in that dang on city town probably got hoas and all of that just like the other white family and the fact that you gonna for real sit there not the the, the fact that you put your hands on him, Lord Jesus, y'all gonna see me all over the news. I'm but you must feel like a really up. big man. I've been in the military. I know people exactly like that. And I they know who to right approach there. and who not to approach. Let because I can tell you right now, that same dude, if I was walking down that neighborhood, he would not have approached me like that. He took advantage of the way that that boy looked and the timid... Uh, the timid personality that he had to try to exercise what he assumed to be his, his privilege and his authority over him. That that thirst for power. And I, I, I don't even know how real we want to get on this. But they know who to <laughs> I don't even know how real we want to get on this. Yeah. Because you get you get me to talking. I, I, you get me into private conversation and I, I get to talking real bold. Because I just feel like this, this, it stems down to power, which we all know. Let's not even try to, to, to play this game like it's not what it is. It's a power game. Mm-hmm. But why do you want power? Why are you so threatened? But why that part? That, that's the part. Because I, was this, was the other day we were having that talk about the cultures and different, I'll tell you what it was. Nailani was watching Bubble Guppies. Yep, yep. It was the Bubble Guppies episode and they were, uh, the Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. And there, the little episode, you know, the little, she come up and they, you know, every episode of Bubble Guppies, I'm going to run it down to you if you've never watched it, <laughs> but they're always on their way to preschool mm-hmm. and they run into somebody. Yep. Well, they ran into the acrobatics practicing for the Chinese New Year mm-hmm. uh, parade, right? Shout out to Bubble Guppies because Bubba they be, Guppies. they be they uh, schooling here. these kids they on do. culture. They do. And I love it. And so, and they're like, yeah, it's the Chinese New Year Parade, and they was telling them about the dragon and how it works, and they was hyped. They was like, yeah, you should come back and watch the parade. So they was like, we're going to go tell everyone about the parade. So they go to school, and Mr. Grouper, shout out to Mr. Grouper. 
I know Mr. Grouper's black. He is. I'm telling he's, you. He's a goldfish, but he's black. I'm t- and I'm going to tell you who else was black. They tried to play it, but she was just mixed with, she was red hair, but Miss Frizzle. Yeah. Miss Frizzle <laughs> yeah. was black, too. Miss Frizzle. Miss <laughs> yeah. Frizzle was black. I used to dream. She might have been Native American. I used to dream Miss Frizzle was a real person. Like, I wanted Miss Frizzle to be my teacher. Right. <laughs> so bad. That would have been the, the, the littest classroom ever, okay? But I'm, I'm telling y'all, Miss Frizzle black, Miss Grouper black. But, like, so, and then the whole, when they get back to the class, they tell the class and Mr. Grouper, then Mr. Grouper be like, all right, then that's today's lesson. Mm -hmm. And then the whole episode is them in school learning about the lesson or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, anywho, so I say all that to say, we listening to it, and they're running down Chinese history. Mm -hmm. Did you know kites was invented by the Chinese people? I didn't know that. I was like, say words. I said, what? Then they said paper. I said, see... I just knew in in the in the in the in the the depths of my mind. I just knew because of all the all the English and literature I and all this stuff that I, that I could have swore it was them. I was going to give them that one. I imagine some big uh, person you. that assumed themselves to be a white person chopping, chopping down, down trees, trees and making paper, or just like chopped down some trees and some little shavings came out. They was like, "Man, what are we gonna do with this?" Like, well, maybe I can just like throw some water on it and go away. It was the Asian did. culture. <laughs> it was the whole time. The whole, but but makes sense though, because when you get back, when you start thinking about it to literature and scripts, like think of all those scripts. But we were sitting there, and I told Corey, I said, see, that's why they, that's what the power is for. Because the culture, the culture, the history, you keep telling, man, we're going to get in trouble for this, but I'm going to say it. (laughs) You keep wanting to tell somebody to go back to their country. Well, where are you going back to? Can I ask you that? And this is not to come against this any of our friends that nobody. assume themselves to be white. And I keep I on saying that. You. European Americans. Um just, But I just I just have to say it. Like if we if we try to live one day and not just without look, black inventions. Looking right outside our window. Right. The kids is outside playing and guess who just pulled up? Uh, the sheriff. Yeah. The sheriff. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> And we live in what is assumed to be a predominantly. Love. And if our kids was here, we'd probably been to stop yeah, this podcast and went out to see here. what was going on. Yeah. Just because of their presence. Yeah. Knowing that our kids most likely have not done anything wrong, but making sure that I'm they're safe no and making sure that everything out there is going as it should be. As it should. But. And. Yeah, and just and just on the side note, I know we just kind of switched shifts right there, but like just that balance of trying to teach them respect, mm-hmm. um, and authority, what respect and standing your standing in your space, taking your space, right, respectfully, like, like because because we want to teach our kids to not to go uh, not to go along with the status quo, right? But we also want to teach them to remain safe and part of not going with the status quo is challenging authority but challenging authority also puts you in an unsafe unsafe territory so how do you teach a child that type of balance a balance that i don't even have right now like i have i i i I. Who are you looking for? I'm sorry, y'all. We in the whole pocket. I have. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, figure out what the cops is doing, but when you see twelve on the scene as a black person, you got questions. See, and this is. I'm so glad that they're with their grandmother right now, because I don't know what's going on. But I. That's something that I struggle with myself, like being in the military. First of all, like I could tell you my first experiences in the military. Like I got off the the dang um, the bus for the basic training. And they started yelling, and I laughed because you think that a little, little yelling is going to frighten me or shake me up. You don't know the household I grew up in. <laughs> so that got me in trouble. But not that only that, right. Oh. But not only that, going through basic training for what I see, I feel like it would, it, 
going through basic as a black person and other black people in my uh, squadron or my element, we like, this is it. Meanwhile, you got um, European American kids that are pretty much about to have a mental breakdown because of the stress that's going on in basic training. Someone that is yelling at you, and that's pretty much all they're doing, is yelling at you, telling you to do push-ups, sit-ups, giving you direction because you haven't followed direction. They can't put hands on you. Shoot, now they can't even cuss at you anymore. But they're going mm-hmm. through, like, no lie. And I don't want to make light of it. I promise I don't. Because I know I know what it feels like um, to be in a point where um, you're questioning suicide and things like that. But just the difference between... You do? Um, yes. <laughs> just the difference between um, being black in that situation and identifying with the other black people that were going through that situation and then seeing the fear and anxiety that was in our counterparts. Fast forward to getting out of the military and being in an area, a professional area, and expected to abide by authority, right? Um, but at the same time, balancing my own self-respect, right? That's um, it, right? So you have people that are above you that um, outrank you and that uh, you're supposed to listen to. But when does the balance of being disrespected and respecting authority collide? And how do you how do you stand up for yourself in an institution like that and still not receive repercussions? Like you get what I'm saying? Like. So I had a supervisor who, for whatever reason, he just had it out for me. I don't know what his um, what his personal issues were towards me or if they were even personal and he just had this this feeling. But I went into a shop and um, I went through an, uh, a few issues. One with my uh, I had my identity stolen. So I almost lost my security clearance because there's all this stuff that I didn't identify coming in. I was 17 when I enlisted into the uh, into the Air Force. Um, so all this stuff that was when I was 15 years old, that's on my credit or before then. Some of it was when I was like 10, 11. You had one that was like, <laughs> I was four years old, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I so don't know how I had a whole account. Obviously, obviously I didn't lie. And obviously this stuff was on there um, as a, no result of my own doing. So going through that situation and just having somebody, one, already make up their mind in what type of person you were and that they they tell your own um, my trainer not to even worry about it just let them kick me out and then not only that run into situations where you're physically yelling at me and I'm talking calm and we're both adults I'm not in training anymore yes you're my superior but you're yelling at me for no reason because I'm doing what you said I'm um not disrespecting you to the point I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't being the person that I am, just take this. I don't care who you are, what rank you hold. I can't, I cannot continue to take disrespect. And then not only that traveling to a phone, like if you're on the phone with me and you yelling at me, it click, we hanging up, like <laughs> call back. You still yelling. I'll talk to you when you're calm. Click. Like, that is something that you do not do in the military. But I did not get repercussions because they seen the level of disrespect and they knew what type of person I was. So just trying to teach that to to children is what I was getting to. Trying you to went t- really light on that. Like, that man, like, I had never in my life seen anybody come for somebody. And I've come from family, like, I come from a little small town, like that's me, little, little basically a little country bumpkin, like so. You know, coming into the city and and you know all that's I learned a lot of culture really coming from you because like you come from a big city, like you've experienced a lot more than I did. It was just me, and my mom, like my four no more basically, like was kind of like the lifestyle I had growing up. Um, so I just didn't get a lot of exposure to a lot of things. So race you know things like racism prejudice that type of stuff like yeah i kind of experienced it but not to you know no 
real extent. So, mm-hmm. like, watching you go through that, that was a whole nother, that whole nother level. Because I'm like, oh, no, this white man, because at first, I think it was kind of like, oh, well, maybe he just one of them old, like, angry people. Like, mm-hmm. he just do that to everybody. But then it was, like, very clear that it was not to everyone. It was specifically to you. And, like, every chance that that man got to try to play a dick or to, like, distort your character or to end your career or to do any of that, he took it and tried. Like, tried. But, like, much respect because even in the trauma, I thought about this point, it sucks and what we go through, but that... <laughs> it builds a whole different beast. And I think that's the other part to this whole thing, too, mm-hmm. is that, yeah, the pain and all of that, but, man, we some strong people. The resilience like, that the we resilience have the resilience that is, is built. Because even in that, and watching you go through that, and, like, you won't retaliate in no crazy way. You just would out. You would just outdo. You would just blow it out the water to where it was no irrefutable proof. Like there was no way that you couldn't do anything because if to you did, point, it was like blatantly right. like. But to the point where other people in the shop stood up for me, and they wrote. He wouldn't write. Not I don't have one award that was written by him. It was all for people that um, are supposed to be on quote unquote the same level as me as far as workers within the shop. Those people wrote awards for me because they knew it wasn't going to be done. Um, and even beyond that, like, I, I think that, um, my time in that unit, um, I was undervalued a lot and other people seen it, but unfortunately other people, those other people didn't have enough, enough clout to do anything about it, but they saw it. Um, and that's ultimately why I ended up getting out because I'm not going to be somewhere where I can't progress the way that I know I'm supposed to progress. I, I should have been, um, never mind. I won't even go into that, (laughs) but he should have went far people, (laughs) but you did like, and I gotta, I gotta brag on you because even the whole thing with, uh, your Spain trip, if I can just go ahead and just brag on you with that, like, this dude, when he was supposed to go, like, cause like, was it okay? Correct me if I get my facts wrong, cause you know me. But wasn't it a thing where like you had to be a certain status to go, like an E three, E four? So in the maintenance world, no, not even rank. In the maintenance world, um, you have. Uh, um, so hold on. A, so he used to he used to fix the 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 big jets, like the C seventeen, <laughs> the cargo aircraft. I did fuel system maintenance on cargo aircraft, specifically at this Don't time planes, it was the C fives. Um, and then uh, the <laughs> end of my career, <laughs> it was the C seventeens. like gas. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but uh, you're supposed to have a certain maintenance level. So there's like uh, entry, which is like apprentice, which I was going through my apprenticeship at that time, and then you have. Um, a journeyman and then a craftsman. So the trip called for a, a journeyman. And at this point, I was still, as far as time was concerned, um, still in my apprentice phase. But the trip called for a journeyman, which is a five level. Um, and I was not. I was three level apprentice. But they had enough confidence to me in me to not only send me over but I was the only person from my shop that went over. So that like I didn't know that part. Yeah. I was the I only you, I didn't know you was the only one. Yeah, I was the only fuel there was other people on the trip, but the trip was only slotted for one fuel system mechanic and I was that oh, fuel dang. system mechanic. Yeah. I didn't know that part. Yes. <laughs> Come on. So yeah. I didn't know that part. I didn't, at least I didn't gather it. But I from the I beginning thought... of my career, this is the same time I'm going through all the issues with the supervisor. Yeah. But then even when you got over there, though, this is the part for me, because I think I don't know. I'll be reading a lot of stuff, but I think somebody else said it. But I do get like why you you people go to other countries and experience living mm-hmm. and be like, deuce. 
because you got over there and then you finally started getting well you got that recognition that you for real should have already been getting well that just um, further solidified um my the reason they sent me over there because once i got over there there was another fuel system mechanic that was a seven level which is the craftsman um and i was working alongside of him as a three level and trying to follow his lead and everything but from what i was learning and the the expertise that i gathered from my training a lot of what he was doing was not only wrong but dangerous and you ain't about to kill me (laughs) (laughs) i'm not dying in spain in a fire caused by you that's not what's about to happen let me tell you something you ever want to know something about a black person let me tell you something we don't play them games right don't run don't break out in no running (laughs) you don't want to incite panic yeah when a group of black people i i dare you just one day just talk just be with all your friends and just take off running yeah. we don't do we don't play that stuff we don't play with that so and we yeah. don't play with with our life we ain't going in no no nowhere deep mm-hmm. nowhere in the dark if i don't know where i'm going and know my coordinates mm-hmm. i ain't going and here's the thing expertise <laughs> wise <laughs> expertise wise he could have said oh he doesn't know what he's talking about this is what we're supposed to do but on another level, like I went to the people and I was like, I don't feel like this. He's doing this, this and that. And they're like, OK. And why do you feel that? And I was able to break out the T.O.'s. I was able to tell them exactly what the procedures were supposed to be and what he was doing that was not reflecting those procedures and how it was dangerous and how it could be um, detrimental to not only the aircraft, but to the, the personnel. Yeah. And. In you the area the and in the media you got area, got some stuff going on. Yeah, that's crazy. But that that okay, I ain't gonna take the conversation that. But way. even with that, I never got <laughs> recognition from him. It was uh my senior trainer that put me in for the award that I got for that. It was my senior trainer that even recognized me. It was my senior trainer that sent me over there that had the confidence in me in the first place. So yeah. But needless to say, y'all, he got a medal and everything. So I'll say all that to say. It that. was an achievement medal. It wasn't that big of a deal. It's, it's a big deal to me. <laughs> anyway, so trauma while black. Um, what do we want to say about, I guess, the solution or resolution or not not for people that assume themselves to be white, European Americans, but uh, ourselves. <laughs> ourselves as 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 a people as our culture what is our response to trauma while black i think this is this is where we have to really dig into and and really normalize this is why i love the people and i love our generation who is stepping up and talking about healing Mm -hmm. who's stepping up and normal normalizing therapy normalizing Mm -hmm. these things because true self-care yeah self-care because we've been taught it's it's so back to the whole humanity part like we've been taught not to even see the humanity in ourselves right acknowledge the humanity and to acknowledge the humanity in our because a lot of times we see ourselves as inhuman whether it be superhuman or whether it be subhuman we're taught to be one of the others we're taught that you're never going to be any good because you're just an animal or we're taught that you have to be twice as good to survive and to uh thrive in this world yeah so we're taught on each end of the spectrum not to be human yeah yeah and that's at the forefront and then what happens is the dilemma that we experience right now as parents because we're raising we're raising little people mm-hmm. so and i think that's the that's the that's where we have to focus at how do it's, you condition a boy not to be a man too soon yeah like that is something that but then send I'm, him out into a world right but that's something like at that. levi's age right now i was taught to already be a man my son is still a boy. He does not fully know how to um, process his emotions. So how can I expect him to maneuver through life as a man at 10 years old? 
that sounds wrong. Ten years old. That, Ten years. I hate the way that sound coming out. But Ten years old. But no, yeah, like we 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 teach our boys to like grow up, be men, stop that crying, don't show emotions, don't and then that. we shame them for not being uh, emotional as adults. Like, make it make sense. That's trauma, though. That was just in culture tags. <laughs> make it make sense. Shout out. <laughs> you don't, but you yeah. don't only want to get free promo. You only want <laughs> So, as we wrap it up, I guess I'll say, like, as far as, as my piece is my favorite quote um, by Terrence, who is a, uh, who's thought to be the first black playwright. Shout out to Maya Angelou. May she rest in peace. Um, she's the one that um, made me aware of this quote. Homo sum humani nail ame alanium putu is Latin, and it means I am human. Nothing human is alien to me. So as far as us dealing with this ourselves, the trauma that we're seeing, the trauma that we're going through, we have to understand that we are human and that the people that are going through these situations on both ends are human as well. So we have to be able to understand that pain. We have to be able to understand um, what people are going through. At the very least, empathize. Not understand and identify with them and their condition, but be able to understand the pain that we're going through. We're all sons and daughters at the very least. The very least. If you don't have friends... If you don't have children, like, yeah, but we are all sons and daughters at the very least. And we understand what it is to come from another being and to have someone care for us. And for that person to feel pain and understand that pain. Um, So that's why, like, we're human. Nothing human is alien to us. We have to show humanity. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree when you were saying it. I was just thinking, like, well, then get out and understand what it feels like. Because that's humanity. Right. If you go through, I mean, I don't, I know if you there can't may be see different your, religions. If you can't see your child, if you, not, not even your child, if you can't see your best friend put that through that situation and not understand the pain that, not that person, but the pain that we would be dealing, you would be dealing with if things like this happen to your best friend. Yeah. The then I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You didn't talk to, you didn't share intimate spaces with, meaning like, you know, your home and different things like that. Like, it's, I don't feel, how, how, how is it that hard? How is it that hard? Right. So my thing is, okay, we'll quit talking about it and be about it. So you got some, you need to and learn if you, some yeah. things. Yeah. If you don't understand it, go try at the very least. Try and educate yourself. And I, I mean, I and I stand on both fences because I'm a people person and I don't like to leave people out there. But at the same time, like for all my 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 friends out there who don't look like me, yo yo black friends, like public service announcement, we tied. We tired, we tired, we tired, we tired. We are tired. We are tired. And we are tired of trying to help you understand. It is time for y'all to take responsibility and step on out here and educate y'allself. And, I mean, we there to help, but we not going to lug this work for you. That's my part. Right. We're not gonna lug this work for you. You gonna have to. You gonna have to make an attempt to get to know. We can't educate Don't come to some me talking about not willing to be exactly. to learn. Well, put yourself out there, and then when you get some experience, let's talk about it. And if we do try to educate somebody, or that's at least not come willing with to learn, some facts so I can at least correct the facts. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just don't don't try to to take that 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 responsibility off yourself. Like right. I'm sorry, I'm just tapped out. It's, it's so much. It's so much that we have to already deal with and go through to, for the simple fact that you're going to come on there mm-hmm. on my post. <laughs> like, ma'am, I love you so much and you are hilarious. And we had so much fun together. But, like, this is one that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. I'm going to point you in a direction, but you're going to have to do this work for you. Because here's the thing, like, and this, I guess, is the other part. B-L-A-K. Acknowledge. No. Take some acknowledgement. I, t- I, I, I thank you for the acknowledgement that you don't understand 
the pain. I thank you for that because if we don't have no acknowledgement, then we don't have, you don't got nothing. So now that that door is open, go ahead and walk through it. Now let's get to some knowing. Let's get to some knowing. Get to the root of some things. Sit down and ask yourself, why can't I understand that pain? What's going, like not even so much what's going on with me, but where am I at that I don't understand that pain? Because if you human, I'm human. I say that we're friends. I say that I love you. Where's this disconnect coming through that I can't feel that pain? Because I can tell you right now, I can watch, Corey already know, I can watch a movie, a whole fake movie, cartoon movie. A lot of us can. I just did it the other night and cry. Drop real thug tears. I call mine thug tears. They thug tears. Me too, because I'm a thug. Um, But my son was watching a little BFG movie about the, the giant. And the, the big giant came in there mistreating the little old man giant who was talking to the kid. Boy, my heart, I, hey, hey, you got to cut my energy. Because I'm, I'm over here empathizing with a whole made-up giant creature man. Great. <laughs> so you can't tell me. Great. Where's the disconnect? Because now I'm have to say, put that mirror to yourself. Because that's something with you. you where are you viewing this at? Because it's not hard. What's right is right what's wrong is wrong mm-hmm. you believe in something along the line that that you need to check and that those are the areas that i'm talking about for for my what, what how you call them what you say mm-hmm. european european american those yes. who assume themselves to be white y- them y'all <laughs> what he said y'all it, it, the accountability has to be there to break them cycles of thoughts in y'all's on, on on y'all's part to to begin to see that humanity again. Because I don't want to say there ain't nothing we can do, but in some aspects, there ain't really nothing we can do until they take some responsibility and start moving some things on their end. Like we can educate, we can do all that stuff. But when it comes to those personal, like generational curse breaking things, those are individual family, you know, like calling people out. You're going to have to call, you're going to have to call auntie and them out at the dinner when they start talking stupid. You right. won't have to start checking some people and tell them and that's tell an them. ignorant and statement. That's an ignorant statement. Like, you have to, we have to, you like that, those things have to start happening. Right. They have to. And I, I have to be, I'm confident in this generation. I am, a, I am confident because, because I love the fact that this generation, like our generation is like, yeah, but this, this generation that's underneath us, they listen, I'm gonna tell y'all, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't playing. Like right. they, 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 they about that life. Right. Because we're coming into a generation that, uh, like, uh, we've, we've passed down a lot. I know. We passed down, um, what do I want to say? Like, it's a generation that's kind of far removed from, not too far removed, but they have acknowledgement of, but they're removed from, uh, a lot of the, um, uh, direct trauma that has happened mm. right because my kids um they uh, like i didn't live um in quote unquote segregation right i didn't live in se- slavery but my mom did my grandmother did my great-grandmother did and these are all people that i've had conversation with my um children they won't really have the extensive conversations that i've had with them so they have somewhat of a um uh what do I want to say uh uh a feeling how do I, I don't know the word that I want to give uh a confidence it's not the word I want to use but like a confidence like um a knowing of who they are and how they're supposed a to boldness. be yeah a boldness of what they're supposed to be in this world um an identity with what they're supposed to have and what level they're supposed to be on so they're not settling for less this yeah. next generation it's, it's, is going to demand it's demand. like tupac said it's we done asking done asking we're about to take it by force we, yeah we knocking we we coming through the door ain't no more and we've been like we've been singing the we've songs been singing. 
please. What do you say? Yeah, please let, let me in. Yeah. I'm hungry. Please let me in. Now yeah. it's listen. I'm a, actually we kind of at the point where yeah. you be like, yeah, we're at the point where <laughs> let us boom, in or we I'm about to knock the down door. the door. It ain't even that. And the door is like, not we, being open still. So you're coming on a generation that is they, they the door them. is on the ground and they're running they through. Running through. So they're running through, and I'm I want to be a part of creating that human being yeah. that will stand up and be what's right. Yeah. And for all of my beautiful melanated people out there. Take time to do the work, y'all, because it's so important. The same way that I told uh, my counterparts to start checking those things, we got to do the same thing, y'all. Mm-hmm. Our responsibility is there, too. Yep. But that healing, break some things. We're going to come back with parenting while black, and we're going to kind of talk about some of those things. But um, do this the is, work. This has been dope. Though. Yeah, this is a dope first episode. This has been Trauma While Black with Corey and Dory. This is Black Love. We love y'all. Peace. Peace.